0: A way to start the week by talking about Shvus A typical Monday morning in in, uh, in Woodmere. Hashem, Do we have a shvus to learn. from the We have to go into the Indian of Shri Hakelam. We were talking about last week that the sharish, the root of the nefesh Bahamas, of so the animal soul, is even higher than the Lakis, which which was a shocking thing. I mean to talk about it without learning it properly is impossible, and all of that, all of that is coming from the Zohar's teaching regarding the Malachim <laughs> Ashamalachu, the kings who were ruling of That there were kings, there were kings from the world of Tumah who were ruling before there was a king over B'nai Yisrael, and the kings who were ruling before correspond to, are the nefesh of Bahamas. And there's not. This is not some symbolism. This is the Mitzvahs, and we're not talking about symbols, or we're talking about the Mitzvahs. So, the uh, there was a Malchus of the Nefesh of Bahamas that somehow comes from a higher place, place than the Malchus, of the Nefesh kiss of Godliness, which is the Malchus of Meloch Melech of Na'aseh King of the Jews. <clears throat> so, so how could that be? that's the Indian of the Shreya Sakelem and that somehow these the, these uh, this Malchus that was before um, and these Malachim as it says in the Psukim over there Vayimloch they died and the death there meant that they descended and fell, fell low, 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 low many infinite Madragas till it came to this world and even Afal Picheng nevertheless we, we learned as we learned last week that because the because the Nefesha Bahamas is, is traced back to a higher level than the Nefesha Lokis. Therefore, even in this world we see that a person has to receive his Khiyas, his life, his energy from eating from animals and eating and, and, and using inanimate things and plants and so on, whereas the animals and the rest of the world really doesn't need men. We need we need the world and the world really doesn't need us, so it seems. And the reason for that is because the Shairish is the source, the root, and the source of the nefesh Bahamas is from a higher place. That's what we were talking about, and that's why. That's why the last paragraph, the last paragraph on page Yud Let's just re- let's just read it again. Then we'll go back to the notes. The last paragraph is Therefore, it's it's through the descent of the nefesh elukis and it's being enclosed in the nefesh Bahamas. Dafka. last like the tirdus and of panosa, is Dafka when a person's nefesh elukis that the godliness within us has to struggle with what? with the nefesh bahamis, which is manifested in the tirdus and all of the in all of the confusion and difficulties, problems and machshavas, the thoughts of the Yanam Gashmi, and all physical things, Shem and Main Rab, which are the floodwaters, the many waters, Yechailu Lava Ahav, Ahav to Bechol Mayedachah. The Davke, through this relationship between the Nefesh elokis and the Nefesh Bahamas, which, which plays itself out at work and with all the other things of, the, of this world, it's Davka through that that a person can come to the Madraga of Ahavas Hashem the highest madraga of Ahavas Hashem which is without boundary which is infinite it comes from the highest place when the Nefesh of Bahamas is drawn into the service of Hashem then that Ahavas Hashem, that love Hashem comes from a higher place than the Nefesh kiss, because this, the root and source of the Nefesh Bahamas is higher than the Nefesh kiss. So when we engage the Nefesh Bahamas in serving Hashem and in loving Hashem, that love is a higher love than, than if it's done purely from the Nefesh kiss. That's, that's what the Rabbi is saying. That before the Nefesh kiss came into the into the world, it was just delighting in, it, in the presence of Hashem, but it didn't have that relationship with the Nefesha Bahamas. is Kafya. He ends this well, this section, this paragraph, this Hakha Hashuka the Haismadraga. The is to change this, to transform the darkness davke into light and to reveal the inner essence of the Nefesha Bahamas, which is purely Elokus even from a higher higher level than the nefshelokis shukin is yisna hashem et eren chayshah chanaal which is the advantage of the light that comes in the darkness the viseshoshem la malu gavay madreges nefshelokis chanaal rachshenoflu la matas they they fell down in this world the nefshel bahamis the kings of the of the of that malchus of the nefshel bahamis as it says vayimloch vayomus vaydeis kafia nasat chias hamaisim that by a person being in this world. And with all the ma'amarim that he's involved in, he's able to somehow he's able to to bring back the nefesh Bahamas in the service of Hashem. Then he's causing a tchias that vayimlach those kings, from the nefesh Bahamas, those kings that are mentioned in, in, in Sefer Bereshis that were from the world above the nefeshal that fell into Tuma, that by a person that by a person serving Hashem is by a person being in Evan Hashem. And with the nefesh of Bahamas, in the maim Rabbim, he is able to be mechayyamaisim to vayimloch to bring back the malchus, the malchus that was once here to be to revive, to resurrect that malchus that had fallen into tumah, into the world of the sitrah, <clears throat> which is a higher medrager than the nefesh Elokes. Is. Iskafia, iskafia means to re, it means to fight, to repress. Lakuf. To be kaifa, Yeah. To force, force. Yeah. The force. It means to force. So um, we were reading we were up to on page Yud Gimel, the commentary, before we go to the Shriasakan, the commentary on the left side of Yud Gimel, where it says Ulazoos. Right? The left side of the middle section of the page where it says Uzos. So let's just read the commentary they move on. And now we can understand Why is it the Davke by the Neshama Going down into the Maim and to the floods of this world Which means all the Why The do we make the world in such a way That we have to worry all about Panasa And these things Davke We can come to a We can come to a of loving Hashem without boundaries, without gvul itzad ha Because you have to we need to understand first what's the shurish of the mayim rabim. The mayim rabim come from a higher source. The mayim Rabban, the, the these floodwaters, the many waters, come from a higher place than what? Than than, than the than the best madras. It's a scary thing. We don't know what that means. Then, then then the mayim of Torah comes from this. Comes from a higher place. It's above the root of the godly soul. Therefore, when, the, when a person uncovers the root of the nefesh bahamis, therefore, when the when a person root of the then an infinite love can be awakened for Hashem's Baruch. Most of the, most of the world, uh, believes that, does not know this. Most of the world does not know what we're learning here now. Most of the world is not familiar with this. So, a person who is completely unfamiliar with this, and, and who is not learning this Indian this yisod in Havodah Hashem, his whole way of dealing with work, with being at work, with contending with the mind problem of life, is pessimistic, is sometimes worse than that. It causes horrible depression, terrible, terrible despair, a feeling that that there's no tactless to my life, that there's no hope for me, and so on and so forth. Because right, because he feels I'm, I, all I have is the, all I have is the mind robin and that and the mime robin is a miserable place to be in and to drown in, and and. When a person learns Penimius Atar and he understands, which is which is how, you know, Rabbi Shimon came out from the cave the first time and he and he saw people working in the fields and he began to destroy the world. And Shimon said, "Go back to the cave." So, the question is, how do those people out there in the field manage? The ones that Rabbi Shuman was burning, right? How do they feel? So when a person learns the maimar of maim Rabin and understands the primius enyonam so that doesn't mean that he should that he doesn't crave for the time that he'll be able to be in this Medrash and he'll be able to be and he'll be able to be Isaac with an kiss purely with an kiss, but it certainly is machazika person in an amazing way it's machazika person who is in the maim ram and to understand that this is not some sort of a Bedevet mistake booby prize like waste of life that he's in, it, it, it changes one's entire perspective and strengthens him in his Hashem during that time that he's in the Mayam And and I think that it that even though certainly the Baltani is not saying that it's a shame if you have the misfortune of being one of those people who like let's say you see the Yerusha and then you could sit in the Bismedras the entire day and be in the nefesh and, and just and just handle with the Nefesh the kiss But the Tani is not saying that. But the Tani is saying that there are certain Nishamas that were designated to be in the Maim Rabbim. And and that person who is in the Maim Rabbim should know that his Tachlas, right, his Hashem, comes from even a higher place. The question is whether or not he'll be successful. The reason that we would much rather be in Bismedrish is because we understand that the dangers of the Maim Rabbim are so great that we're just failing. We're, we're, We're... we're not matsliach. What the Rebbe is talking about is a program of hatslach. And if a person is matsliach, then the accomplishment is one which is in certain ways greater than than uh, the one in the base medrash. You could understand why the Misnagdim would not be happy with this. But this is the, the all the time he's explaining is what's in the Zohar and how the Zohar and how the understood the Indian of Yitzchak wanting to give a brachah to Yisuf and Yitzhak's love for Yisuf, which we spoke about many many times over the years, right? That he knew that Esau was an ish Hasada. sada was one of those people that Rabbi Shumayi Chai saw Esau could have been One of those people Esau blew it But Esau could have been one of those people that Rabbi Shuman saw Working in the fields He was an Ish-Has-Sada was an ish Sadah, An East Said And when Yitzchak told him To bring back delicacies He wasn't, Yisrael was not talking about Was not talking about spare ribs uh, Or you know Or, or French fries Yitzhak Kovin was talking about lifting up all the the kings of Edom. That's who he's talking about, lifting up coming back to, to the to taking the Nefsha Bahamas back all the way back to the beginning to the root. And that's going to take place in the field, outside the base matters. That's what Yitzhak Kovina was asking Esav to bring back. And he knew that Esav had had the ability to do that, and he knew that Esav was intimately, intimately connected to the Bahamas. And Yitzhak wanted that brought back to Hashem because Yitzhak knew that that's the greatest service of Hashem unless you learn that and understand that after you read all the Mepharshim of Yitzhak and Esav it still doesn't go you know that because you've all read a thousand things about Yitzhak and Esav you've read all this stuff you've just read all of it and after, every time when you come back to the parasha, you say I, I know I read that but I still don't get it this is the only way to get it it was an unbelievable thing that was in the world of Tahu. Yitzhak was trying to fix. Rivka wanted the Yaakov Avinu's. Rivka wanted to deal with the nefesh kiss Rivka menu the nefesh kiss and Yaakov the Besmedrich and nefesh lekis and and Yitzchak was coming from Gvoris and Yitzchak was Yitzchak understood the world world of darkness. He understood that place and he wanted to repair it. He wanted to fix it. And we're all and all the people are critical of Yitzchak's efforts and say, How could how could Yitzhak love a person like Asaf? Yitzchak knew where Aesiv came from. Asaf came from a very, very, very exalted place. And unfortunately he, he failed and he fell into a very terrible place and was still suffering from that. But 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 that's but that's a hizchas for the person who finds himself in the field. And and um, and knows that, this, that his life is not there's a takhlas to his life but it could be that his takhlas that is in certain ways even greater than the one who's not in that place is that why David represents his perfection okay? so is that why he has so many shavas and shavas and sex is suffering yeah. same thing right. David Malchata is, is the repair of Malchus Yisrael and that, that's the Malchus of the Jewish people And the Malchus has to come in such a strange way As we spoke about lifting up from all those dark places that's, Mashiach comes from such a place From such a dark place It has to be And we spoke about that last week The Rebbe Kiva, right The Nesham of Rebbe Kiva And David and Malchus, All of this is connected The union of Malchus Tereshwa Pezko Is also Malchus And, and, it's David and, Malchus, and it's, it has to come from such a place You know what The, the, the also, the Tani also says something about Ma'danim. He said Ma'danim can be also two things. It can be either sour, unbelievable sour. People likes it, you know, to have a harif and this. And Ma'danim can be sweet. Right. So it's a different, it's also a seven- right, right, yeah. Yaakov is sweet and Asav is, A's is bitter. But uh, but um, the Taklas of creation what it says in the Zohar Is that the one who gets the princess Is the one who changes the darkness into light And the bitter into sweet That's the one who gets the princess That's the one who marries the princess It's, the, the, it's a high madrega to change the bitter into sweet than just enjoying the sweetness It's a high madrega. And if a person has that mindset In the mind Rabban He has a different kind of a day he, and, he, and he strengthens himself The worst thing is when a person Looks at his entire life as being of the day of it It's the worst thing the worst thing is looking at your entire life as being vadevan. You have you have people that you have, you have a certain a philosophy that's 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 being especially nice to sell that you have in certain circles where that if you have to leave the bais medrash and go and to earn a, li- earn a living and to be an erlechiyid that you are the lowest lowest failure in the world. And they have the women are embarrassed to say that my husband left Kotel. They're embarrassed. The Basha embarrassed. It's the biggest bush in the world. How can you be married to such an icefag? So we never had that in so this is just a recent thing that happened of the last 70 years 80 years it's never such a thing it's it's, it's very very scary this doesn't mean to say that that those individuals who can and should shouldn't stay and remain whatever but they are in the and a person you know if, if you see that you know everybody in your family is uh, starving or well you have to go God forbid to to to, 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 to take take uh, to go Asking for people, asking people, and depending upon people, and so on. So, you know, a so person should get a certain message that it, that that, uh, that it's time for him to it's time for him to be a little bit in the nefesh Bahamas instead of spending the whole day uh, in kollel talking about how we can make money or who we can go ask for money. You know, you have half the chaver that they're spending that they're spending their time talking about who could we now go get money from instead of learning. So it's a very complicated situation, but the problem is that that you 're dealing with it you 're dealing with huge huge communities of Jews they should all live and be well, especially Ben neighborrah can 't say for these places you have huge groups of jews who, who at some point if they have to go to work they see their entire life as being a bit of it what kind of a, what kind of a person what happens to a person who sees his life as being a bear of it? how do you feel about your wife your kids about yourself how do you look at yourself how do you, how do you feel when you walk into the base Medrash? That's why you find such a bizarre thing. You find people that they just stop learning altogether once they do that. They stop learning altogether. Like they had in Europe, you had chavurahs, you had Jews that they, that they that they worked all day and then they went through shas at night, and they didn't see themselves as being failures to life, and they didn't feel themselves see themselves being low useless. They saw that that their needs, and they don't want to depend on any other anybody else, and that they, that the Shalom put them in this place, and that they don't have the fortune of, of being in this medrash all day, and they'll, they'll they'll go through shas at night, and they'll and they'll work hard and make a living. And, and, and try, try to be honest and, and ethical at, at work, and, and to, to be in the Maim robin to be good Jews. This became something which, which is uh, in many circles is, is not accepted. This, this to this day is, is a point of contention between. The, the Hasidim and the non Hasidim, I don't want to say Misnagdim anymore because Misnagdim is an honor, honorable title and I don't want to misuse that. Because I respect Misnagdim. I, I, I respect Misnagdim. Because the Misnagdim were Chasheva people, were educated people. I'm not talking about some, you know, people that are annoyed or upset. I'm t- misnagdim are Chashev. Ruderman was a Misnagdim. He was a Misnagdim. It was Geschmack to be a Those were real Misnagdim. I'm not talking about Stam people that, uh, that, that they don't like Hasidim. That's not called a Misnagdim. And, but uh, this is a problem between the between the Talmud of and, and you understand it. what's well, the tachas of a person's life? Is this a bedevit or is it not a bedevit so it's a whole different perspective. It's very important. To, it's very important to understand. And you know, just this this last 15 minutes, of what I've said, you realize that you know I can never get a job in mean, Bnei brak, You understand? I'm, you know. It's just totally unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. And even here, there'd be rishonim that, that you know would find that detestable and disgusting and and and, happy and wrong. and wrong They just you know they didn't learn the zayrekah. They so. They they didn't learn it or well, they don't believe chassam in the Zarek And We don't want to talk about it, God forbid people don't believe in the zayrekah. What's they to say? That's yeah. why you don't you don't go to Lakewood. They should all be, they they all of me well. They're, they're wonderful wonderful Jews and I love every one of them and I respect them immensely with all my heart. I just don't. I don't feel people should be critical of other Jews, and especially to make other Jews feel that they're not good Jews because they because they're supporting their families. I don't believe in that. That's, that's if you have the fortune of being able to do that, then you should thank Hashem's broch every day and your father-in-law. But but you should not look look down God forbid upon other Jews who don't have that uh, ability either because they don't they can't afford it, A or B. <coughs> Because they can't they can't sit and do it. Uh, they, they try to do it themselves. Yeah, and there'd be a lot of people There'd be a lot of people in uh, those yeshivas. They'd be, they'd be doing clients a big favor if they admitted that they can't sit like that all day either And that's why if you go if you go right now to some of the big yeshivas uh, 825 is not even taught about Go 930, quarter to 10 of some of the big yeshivas. You, you're not going to see one-fifth, one-sixth of the student population You can go 930. You can go quarter to 10 I hear a boy that, that there was a boy from one of the uh, boys from our school that he came back he was in Shalavim all year in Shalavim for two years and he was uh, and he was very stark learning and he came back here and he was looking you know he wanted to go spend some time like whatever to go and teach and I'm talking about, his man, I'm talking about the after the man started and he couldn't believe like you know 9.15, 9.30 like it's a handful of people in this matters. a handful So. When, is, when do some people just say that you know? What am I doing? Who am I fooling? What am I, what am I playing some game with Sadaka with money? To come in, to come in at a quarter the ten and to ten, to to learn a little bit for an hour, an hour having here to to drive around a little bit, to go on the phone, go back for go back home for lunch, for to take a break for two hours, come back a little bit, go to college, drive around like this. Go, just go to work, stop for being elohiyyin. Go at night for two, go in the morning, go at night to learn. What are you what are you you're driving around like this. This is a, this is like. A, I'm not talking about the ones who are who are sitting and learning the ones who are there at nine o'clock in the morning they, they come and they, they dive in bisman. they learn bisman and they sit during the time that they're learning right you'd, you'd have you'd, well, it's a, it's a big it's a very very big so again it's not a, it's not it's not one that you're allowed to talk about and because you know you get to you get in trouble but that's the yeah. yeah, I'm not sure it's just um <clears throat> In Lakewood or some Hasidic town, that the Rebbe would have a problem getting a job. Because I think we discussed previously that even in the yeshiva yeshivas, they tell the boys that if they take, if they come back and take college seriously or they try to make a parnassah, it's also like an all-or-nothing approach to to avodas Hashem. And, um, yeah, there's been a very, very a there's there. been a very there's been tremendous there's been intense pressure from the from the from the yeshiva world. That's come mostly from Bnei Brak over, over the last uh, 30 years or so tr- intense pressure that you find the svaidham also Many svaidham also now embarrassed to go to work Because mm-hmm. so the never had such a thing like, you know. They never had such a thing Now you find the svaidham also trying to be like, you know To like to, to be to, to keep up in that in that way And um uh, you, uh, You're right so that's that's in general that's moving over that's moving into, into the, has the yeshivas also. There, there, is, there is such a trend. To the extent that it's lifted up the honor and the glory of, of Talmud Torah, that there should be more learning and a sensitization to more learning Torah, that's Gavaldi. And that accomplishment is priceless. That Torah is seen as more valuable, and that certainly has come, and that has come from B'nai Brak, the, the, the great value of, of more, more learning, Again, that's only beautiful. That's great. The only problem that I have with any of this is when that turns into a negative way of looking at people who can't do that. Or are not or not holding by it or just I had this conversation with a young lady, Mosai Shabbos, is a friend of my daughters. My friend, a wonderful, wonderful girl, a hush of a girl from a beautiful family. And my daughter was worried about it because she went out this, this friend of hers was gone out with some very nice fellows and like um No, she's like rejected one after the other. So, uh, so she said maybe talk to my father. So she's so yeah. So we were talking on the phone. I was talking to my my daughter's friend. And this most recent this most recent uh, fellow, what happened? Why is he puzzled? Listen to this. Because he said to her, he said to her, that she would like someone that's going to learn, you know, for at least whatever ten years and going to rabbinus to be Hashim or something. So he said to her, and he's a great guy, he knows how to learn, he's wonderful, he's sweet, everything, allah miles." Listen to what he said to him. He said, look, I don't don't know to tell you, I know you're very strong about this, he said to her. I would have to say, I don't don't know if I could say, I can't commit to say that I'm going to learn for 10 years. I would say, I love learning. And I, could, I definitely see myself the coming five years that I definitely, definitely, Beza Hashem m- will do that. But I, ha- I would have to say that after five years, I would reevaluate and to see whether you know where I'm holding. So she was told by her Rabbanit from seminary that, to drop him. That means that he's not serious about learning. I said, she asked me, but I, th- I said, T- probably he might be the only honest guy you ever went out with. What do you mean? What did the guy do wrong? He said I have to re. I have to see. Like what he's saying is, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a fake. Like I, I'm gonna learn for five years that I feel I have in me right now, and then I have to like see where I'm holding. And if and if I can go vayto and not takes the and not, and that and that if I can be real and, and still have that chesuk, so then you know I'll go another five, and I'll I'll, I'll try, but I don't want to tell you. I don't want to make a promise to to some girl. I don't know if I can promise you that, I like, you know, that I'm for 10 years, but I, but I can't say that. I know that I could do that. I don't know if I could do that. That's very hard. I don't know that I could do that. So she, the guy was ready. The guy was ready. You know, eh. Take him away. He's finished. I said, what a good, a good guy. He sounds like he's a great guy. He told me he's beautiful me, this. You say he loves learning. He's Ehrlich. He's good-natured. He has nice family. And now, the, the worst thing of all is that He's honest. He's honest that possible? So he's possible because he's honest? Because all these other guys say, no, I, I plan on learning for 20 years. Like these guys that come back from Mexico for a year, well, uh, you know, when's they going to finish Bavli's? I'm Mr. Shabbos, I'm making a scene on you, You know, these are the They're sweethearts. They're the most lovable guys in the world. You know, are you kidding? Mr. Shabbos is going to be in the pizza shop with your girlfriend. You're not going to be with the Yerushalmi. Maybe you'll be with a girl who's me but not with, <laughs> not with Shas. You know. But you're not going to be with you. Yush- you're not going to. So this guy told you. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say ten years. Do I know what's going to be in ten? In five years, I'm going to try. Now I'll try. I'll I'll be mechazik myself and I'll reevaluate where I'm holding. And if if I can't, he says maybe I'll, if I have to, if I see like I'll go to work. So she, she was troubled by that because then she spoke to her, 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 her uh, rabbis and the rabbits and said that it's a simmon that he doesn't love Torah. How is that a simmon that you don't love Torah? I don't get it. I said, I just don't get it. That's a simon that he, he does love Torah. He loves Torah. It's just that he, he, he's so ehrlich that he wouldn't say to you something like that because he wouldn't want to marry you under false pretenses. He doesn't want to mislead you. He doesn't know. How can a person know? A person tries his best. You said, Hashem, yum, yum, right? You try to learn. You, you try to do the best you can. You know that there are guys, in every yeshiva, there are guys that should just say, I must speak. I tried. It. It's not going. At some point, you have to admit that, you know, that I'm not in yeshiva. Until, I, don't, I don't walk in until quarter to ten. And, I'm, and I, I fall asleep on my shedender. And I leave by, by, by 12 o'clock for lunch. I come back at three o'clock. Whatever it is. At some point, somebody should tell, you know, why don't you get a job? Just, you know, do something. What are you doing over here? Because you have a shul, well, so work a whole day and go to a at night and put the best in the morning. Get up at four thirty in the morning, get yourself up, put your life together. But what, what kind of life is this? You guys guy goes, go and get people diving going to Mignon a minute. I, I come to the, I, I go. You pass by the, the the white shul nine o'clock in the morning. You see guys walking a quarter to ten with a twill and walking into shul. What's going on? What, what are you guys doing a quarter to ten, walking into shul? Oh, thank God they're davening, but I'm not. I'm not but what's going on? I'm walking with phil in the night. I meet people. I go to the mikvah. I like to go to the mikvah earlier on I know you're supposed to go at the Chazzan's, but I don't like it gets too crowded. I like it when it's quiet. There are people coming in to go to the mikvah. You know, you don't know if they're before davening or after davening. A guy comes in. A guy comes, in, a guy comes to the mikvah ten thirty. He's before davening, and you know, you'll get some, and you'll find he'll go across the street to they right go a couple of other fashtlof what are you doing? Walking to the i Man, my rebbe, you know, I'll be there in time for Shia. What is this? Who could get away with that? Any other? What, what are we going to say? The I, mean, I, mean, I mean, these things. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. The guy can't. So then don't. So you, then it Then. 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 then uh, you know, a rebbe or a shul should put his arm around the guy. And say, listen, we've been trying to make this work for the last year. The last two. It's not working. Well, you know, we have to talk about plan B. And plan B doesn't mean not going to learn. Plan B means. Like Jews did for thousands of years, and then maybe the and maybe these will be able to be able to afford to pay decent you know decent amount of money to to bnei to, 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 that they shouldn't have to live in poverty. To pay, instead of instead of paying them a few dollars, you can give them a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, and then put them in a nice house. Because because all the chaverim that are not learning would be able to support the best matters. This is this is an ongoing issue. There's But what what happens? And these guys that are in the yeshiva that are going to daven at ten o'clock in the morning, they know that they know that they're not really in. They know they're not liars. They know that it's that it's a game, and they feel themselves that their whole life is a b'david. Because half of those guys are dreaming about making a million dollars. They dream. They wish they could be making a million dollars. They would love to. They obviously don't love learning, or else they'd be they be there at nine o'clock with a gemara open. So they're dreaming about making a million dollars. So look what we have. We have a crazy world we're in. we You have the guys that are making a million dollars are dreaming about being in the bismarish. The guys that are besmaders are dreaming about making a million dollars. But Mr. wants each person to do what he has to do basimcha, and with And with, and 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 to do it in the right way. And we have a problem there. This is the problem. This my, my, my rabbin this my, my rabbam is his chazkis. A person's life should never ever be, be a bedeavid. It should always be la khathil. Never bedeavid to the people who say that everybody should sit and learn all day on a practical level. What if everybody did say did sit and learn all day long? But would nobody be making a parnasa. I mean, Don't how- ask that's a dangerous caution. <laughs> that's that's you're not allowed to ask that Kasha. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you get you, you you get calls to be honored at different events and to be honored at different dinners. And that's because you didn't stay in the base meditation all day It's because you went to work So there's a problem And that's where a lot of the cynicism comes from A lot of the cynicism comes from the fact that, that You have these people who are making a nice living And are giving a lot of tzedakah And their own sons are coming home And that they're hearing time after time Shmuzin that say that, any, that, that, all, that, that anybody who goes to work Is this, is a rush, is a layutzloch is, is terrible, is a big it. And then all of a sudden In that same house the father who has his son coming back Saying all these things All of a sudden the, the Rashiva calls the father to ask him to, That if he would be the guest of honor And then they make a speech About how he's the most a Jew in the world But how does that work out? Right? The son came home from the same Rashiva Saying that he heard a shmuz That anybody, who does, anybody who's a doctor Or a lawyer Or is accountant Is a Rush. Is the lowest person Because how can he understand this stay So then what happens? Yeah, you're dealing with a situation that, uh, It's a very troubling situation it's a very, very troubling. It's, it's, and it's, it's heading to a crisis. It's already, it's already a crisis, really, because so a lot of the parents know that this is something that's going on, and uh, it's, it's, it's becoming a problem. Yeah. Besides in the yeah. neighborhood, even over here, I find one of the who even they did well when they were in yeshiva, can't come time to go to work. They see themselves as failures. Failures. That's it. falls it's a apart. terrible thing to look at oneself like that It's a terrible thing to go, to, go into, to go into a marriage And to go into a future Looking at yourself as being a failure It's a terrible thing So we see these guys They're like stuck Because they don't really A lot of them The ones that are not so much like in yeshiva, They don't feel like learning so much And they have to like play the game And they have to like Try to get to yeshiva a little bit To show up you know, for a or To be part of it But inside themselves They know that they're not They're not doing the right thing Because they're not really into the learning so then now it comes time to go to work. And they feel that that's also like not a good thing. So you have all these like Tsebarachana guys all over the place. You could see it on their faces. That They don't know what to do. Because if I stay in yeshiva, I'm, I'm a faker, I'm a phony. Because I'm not really learning. If I leave yeshiva, I'm a faker and a phony. Because I'm not doing what Hashem wants me to do. Because I heard from the Rosh Shiva and I heard from my rabbi that, that, if, that to go to work is a, is a big veil. So where does this guy stand? He's not here. He's not there. we Huh? Hey. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> When we learned yeah. in Mayakov, I think about uh, We were saying that um, when if people see the the world of Parnassa as a world of Tama. And that they're, if they left the yeshiva, they were in a world of Tumma. That could lead some. If I'm, if I'm already in a world of Tumma, I can act in a way that's tumah. Like there are no there are yeah. no rules anymore because right. I'm already lawyer, right. So what do right. I have to right. be honest? No. Right. Because there are two domains. There, very, there's the yeshiva and there's outside the yeshiva. The yeshiva is holy, and outside the yeshiva means I lost. And once I lost, I might as well enjoy myself. I might as well I might as well give in to it. And 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 it's a, it's what we see nowadays is a very very scary. It's a very scary thing. People that learned in yeshivas for years and that know a lot and that there's a lot of stuff going on, things that shouldn't be going on, and and uh, their whole lives are with they, you know, I, I've spoken to hundreds of guys like this over the years. It's all from it's exactly what we're talking about. It's exactly what we're saying that they all have this feeling of like, I'm I'm I did I did what my yeshiva did not want me to do, and and I'm in a bit i my life is a big bidavad and my and I'm and I'm in the place of Tullah and I'm not matzaliach And I wasn't who I was You know I'm not who I was supposed to be And uh, um, I was I was with I was with a friend of mine A few weeks ago And we were at a simcha And he was with his Rosh Hashiva His Rosh Hashiva from, from 30 years ago He's been working He's a wonderful guy Gives a lot of sadak And learns And the Rosh Hashiva Who's an older man And uh, and, and Shiva I was standing with my friend And the friend's Rosh Hashiva and the Rashiva said to my friend, let's say the guy's name is Yank, look Yankal, let's face it, let's face it, you settled in life. And I saw my friend, like, you know He said he said and he said in front of me, the Rashiv, he said, You settled. You could have been you could have been a Tamil Khaf look what you settled for. And I walked away from that and like and I still my friend, like, was so broken from it. What does that mean? He settled, and you know he tried, and he, he didn't he didn't see that he could do it. He could sit like that, and it wasn't you know his thing. And he's doing wonderful things. He's he has a wonderful family. He's supporting yeshivas. He's he's a terrific guy. He sits and learns day and night. Whenever he gets a free minute, he learns. And the person who respects more with anybody in the world basically tells him your your whole life is a failure. You settled. You could have been something. So what does he think when he goes to sleep this you know, what is he supposed to think? Yeshiva well, Shiva told him he's a failure. Instead of telling him, you know, what you, what you who you are, the Kavaldega person, he tells him he's a failure. And even the Yeshivas that don't say that, because this was a, you know, is a, a certain type, you know, he's very straightforward. What about the even the ones that, that don't say that you're a failure? But you feel that when you leave Yeshiva, and I had this with so many guys now it's just felt that they feel that when they leave even though the Rashiv won't say you're a failure, you're settling. But the feeling is very, very strong that, that And it comes from insecurity. If the Rebein would be able to give if the if would be able to show how beautiful Torah is and that the boys should be in love with Torah, then they wouldn't have to frighten and scare and intimidate people that if, that the reason you should stay in Yeshiva, is because if you go outside the Yeshiva you're a low life and the world is gonna destroy you. If the Torah is beautiful, we don't have to scare people into being religious and being beneath Torah. You don't have to intimidate them that they should learn Torah, that, they, that there's no choice. And if you don't learn, you're gonna, you're gonna. It's either, it's either here or with the Satan. And that's what the boys feel. If you make Torah beautiful and they see how beautiful it is, and, and, and maybe they would want to learn all day. You know, <laughs> maybe they would stay all day. But here, you know, they don't. The boys, a lot of the boys are not feeling that. And and it could be that you know some of the rabbis are not a- admitting that it has partially to do with them. And then when the boy wants to leave yeshiva, then he's like, you know, he's a Russian. Well, why should I stay? What did you do? Did you ever did you ever tell me that you love me? Did you ever put your arm around me? Did you ever give me a chiz? So now that I want to leave, I'm a Russian. It's like it's crazy. What are the guy's supposed to do? You know, these my guys, they're young. It seems that years ago that. The Rosh Yeshiva used to call out a certain percentage of their students every year. They would keep the best, and the others would be encouraged to, to do something else, not yeah. sit all day. Yeah, in, in my humble opinion, some of this that we're suffering from now, Goes back to the, the era of the Vietnam War, where a lot of guys stayed yeah. in yeshiva Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, the the the, the draft dodging uh, yeshiva. There you was know, the big. There, there came into the world the mitzvahs of yeshiva that's not really for learning. It's just a way out. It's not because you love Torah. That was a very dangerous thing that took place. Although it was understandable, because was no, you know guys didn't want to go to Vietnam. I understand. You tell a parent. You know, yeah. So no, so, so no, nobody has a, nobody has a taina. Um, my my uh, my wife and I read this book a few months ago. It's Kavaldig's book. I don't want to say the title because uh, it's not, it's not maybe it's not lechachilah to read, even though it was a very choshev book. So uh, she, my wife was reading it, and then, and then there was parts of it that, that 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 I read that were very very special. So so this guy, the, uh, the fellow in the book, so he's talking about his you know life growing up in the '60s and the '70s, uh, from Guy, and um, he said his. There was uh, his, his parents did not want him to go to Vietnam, so they went to a place in Brooklyn, and there was this uh, this this uh, Rosh Hashiva who had this yeshiva for guys that weren't you know they want they wanted to get out of the drift. So uh, so they come there, and the and the uh, and the Rosh told them that it's going to cost this and this amount of money, and that he has to pay uh, now a certain amount, and then there are head checks and so on for the rest of the year, and he's going to be registered in the yeshiva and so on. So the boy's father, a European Jew, Hungarian Jew, the boy's father said, uh, what about learning? <laughs> What's the schedule of learning? So he said, oh, if you want to do that, then this is not the yeshiva for you. <laughs> 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 just pay money, you know, I'll have your name down. If you want to learn, this is not the yeshiva for you. You're in the wrong yeshiva. And this guy said, no. That was his growing up, and that was his exposure to, to the special yeshiva in the 1960s. If you want to learn, you're in the wrong place. So, Yank, you're 100% right. It created a, it created a very strange, and you, have, you know, a strange phenomenon. You had that netzisrael too. Yeah. Netzisrael, as that that many many of the fellows that shouldn't be in yeshiva because they're not they're not really managing. It's not for them. But the the alternative of going to the army is not attractive. And there's a metzius of, of, of thousands of yeshiva bachum, or thousands of younger light, that would rather not be in yeshiva. It's if an they an, had a choice, they'd rather, they'd rather not be in yeshiva. It's, it's a horrible example for all those who are on the cusp of being able to do better or not. you get got this whole group of guys' layabouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, weakens, it weakens the yeshiva. All the yeshivas are weakened by those guys. They're weakened. And again, I'm not saying that one should not try with guys to be mechazik them and to encourage them to learn. Of course, you do whatever you can. But like you said, the rest of Shiva would know that, uh, like Rabbi Shraga Feivel used to say, that you know, we're going to find you a job, and we'll get to try to keep maybe something in Yiddishkeit in a nice neighborhood to get a job instead of the guy, like f- after five years of not learning. Uh, being sent out and, and not knowing what to do, where to go, because he's already he's already 28 years old, 29 years old. And he doesn't have any panacea, and and then he asks the what should I do now? And he says the Yeshua says, beats me. Good luck. But when you become rich, don't forget the yeshiva <laughs> That's basically it. So what are the guys, you know, What's the guy supposed to do when he's 27, 28? So Shargafivol didn't have the Mahalach. It was a different Mahalach. You know, of a person that was able to say this. And, you know, it's going beyond it. Yeah. Those people, those Bachrim are already parents, and their children are coming through. And yeah. they're seeing the bitterness and the relationship their parents have with their Rebbeim the, and the Yeah, Shivas. it's a terrible situation. And we've already This is the second or third generation. It's terrible, it's terrible. The, between the parents and the Shivas and the things that the parents don't say, when you sit down with any of the, and they're nice people, they are terribly bitter feelings about what's happening to our boys, like what's, these, what's going on with our boys, who's talking to our boys, like what's going to be with them. And you know, I'm thinking now, like, what's going to be, what, what's supposed to happen? What's supposed to happen if a guy, a guy is a good boy, and he likes to learn, but he's not, you know, he's not, Rosh Hashim, he's not going to be, he doesn't want to be a chen, whatever it is. So what's going to be with him? Is he going to feel like he's a low Is he going to feel like he's a low still, What's going to be with him? Is someone going to work with him? Is someone going to tell him that, he, you know, you're okay, it's still good, you could be an elechayid, and you could be a big tzaddik, and you could be kvei item, and, and who's going to work with him? On the other hand, you need somebody who could see a boy, that has potential to be another gadol in learning, and and, and it will bring out in him that you should sit taka for 20-30 years, and you should work with that guy. You know, we need that. We need that. There's no question about it. We just, we just, ha- you can't have wholesale anything. It's got to be one on one, and you need and to have rebbeim that understand that what's good for one Bakr is not good for another bacha. This bacha you have to try to keep in the yeshiva, even though he's kicking and screaming. You have to try to keep him because he's he he could do it, and the other bacha the other bacher, even though even though he's kicking and screaming that he wants to stay in yeshiva, we should get him out of the yeshiva and 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 help him and help find him a place that he could be a good Jew and should feel good about himself and and, and, and want to learn, even though he can't sit for ten hours, twelve hours. This is the this is a big beginning, you know, the klai yisrael is going through now, and it's, it's it and um and it affects everything, because if a person is not happy with himself. Then it affects, like we were talking about Shimi said before, it affects Ben Alma Ben Alma for sure affects Ben Arma Chaveru. The Batlan is a certain... Just the whole Ben Alma is falling apart. This whole Ben Alma thing is, is, is very, very shaky. Why should it have an effect upon Ben Arma Chaveru? Because people who become lethargic, who become lazy, people who are not motivated... It's not. It doesn't just affect that, the, you know, their davening and their learning. It affects how they relate to other people and how they act with other people. There's a certain feeling of butloness that's out there. There's just a feeling of batalonis that's out there. And then if you're setting guys up, and the guy, the, the guy, the, there's a guy that should have been at work when he was 21 or 22, and you're sending him out when he's 28, 29, and now he's got to, he's got to pay tuitions and he's got to support a family. Isn't there going to be more of a likelihood that he's going to try to get ahead in the money thing without, without it being 100% legitimate? <laughs> You're telling a guy When he's 28 years old You set him out in the world And they say no, You gotta got make Not 12,000 Not, $12, not 20,000 You have to make $150,000 To have your head over the work, I never had an education Never spent one day In the work field Isn't isn't there more of a likelihood That something funny Is going to go on With this guy's parnassah Because how else Do you make a lot of money fast Fast yeah. You know There's more of a likelihood Of, of crookedness and, and and we see that Yeah How do you explain In the Hasidic world Where you don't have This hashgahed Difficulty where work is not necessarily seen as a bad thing. You also have problems with like. These in the. other yeah. There, there, there are other issues that are applied. First of all, this Ashkafa is starting to move over into the Chassidic world, but it's certainly not as strong. Secondly, in the Chassidic world, it's very, very strong. Is the European mentality much so than much more so than the American world? And the European mentality is, you know, what it is. It's us versus them. Meaning, meaning that the that anything is mutter when it comes to a God anything is mutter when it comes to a God and and especially since in the chassiz they were not trained in any profession and it's not a question of moving ahead one step at a time in my profession you know, that I, you pass the CPA, and you know you were up to the next, and you're in your first level, second level in your firm, third level, and you see that there's a nice panossa, because you see, as the years go by, you see that, you know, you you have, there's a certain salary expectation that a professional has. Whether it's a lawyer or a doctor, you can expect a certain thing in this society, in this place. What could this person make or that person make? And and there's this feeling like I'm moving in the right direction and so on and so forth. But you get some Hasidic guy that was never trained in any profession. And he, and he wants to have a big family and the children are coming one after the other and uh, and the guy you understand he was told from time that he's a kid that a guy is not is not, uh, is, not from, is not anybody that there's any reason <laughs> to treat with any dignity or respect right and, and and he's got to make a lot of money and he doesn't have a profession so a deal that comes his way is the only pet he gets a deal there are deals everything's a deal everything's some sort of a thing that comes you know how to handle how to make a deal a guy that's a guy that's a professional doesn't have to handle. He's getting paid. or He has a practice. And he's getting paid. The chassidim did, 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 that was not that was not the mahalach. So this same chassid that if he would have been in Europe would have been would have been when he's 17, 18, he would have been working, right? And he would have been making money, and slowly but surely he would have crutched out enough to be able to support a little bit of a family and work. But that's not the case now. So now the chassidim are also staying to the 21, 22. They like to stay in the stay and the bismerus, and then they're thrown out into the world with not a clue, other than what about the father's business. So now the new generation, the, the fathers also was learning. The father also doesn't have a business. So when it was the ones who came after the Holocaust, like my father and all these, and all these fathers, the, many of them had businesses that they, they built up from zero and they made successful businesses. So at some point, Yankele, Mariushle, Beryl, and Shmuel come into daddy's business. Right? But now the new generation, so we don't have necessarily all those businesses. So what's Yankel going to do? He's 23 years old, never went to school, doesn't have any trade, doesn't have any profession, is pampered and babied. And is used to the good life and having everything given to him, and he has a wife now and three or four kids, and they're coming one, beze uh, shamoni year. So what's he, what's he going to do? He's waiting for a deal. He meets somebody on the street that tells him, if you do this, you buy this, you sell this, you do that, you can make a half a million dollars. Take? Are we talking a guy? That's it. A couple of things, a couple of words on the street, a couple of phone calls command them. The next thing you know he's building himself, he's fixing his, his, a, home, a beautiful home up in the neighborhood and he's, and he's making a beautiful chasna a couple of years ago by Kvaldik and he's giving a velvet of because they're good natured and they want to give stocker and there's no places in the world that you, where as much stocker comes out per person as in these places but why, why, why are they looking for deals? How, how else are they supposed to What else are they supposed to do? I'm not saying I don't blame but what, what are they supposed to do? That with the mentality that you can do whatever you want with going. That, you, know, they, you know where they're headed they're just you know, I'm I shouldn't be headed for the state penitentiary in many cases they are in many cases they are and with the programs and to take from the government and all these different things all these constant play games and all kinds of shtick and all, you know it's just terrible because they're trying to support a society that's that's support a society that doesn't have a means of supporting itself other than shtick shtick or daddy you know, but the, that the, the old generation is getting old and tired. They're they're old. They they're not managing anymore. They're not handled They're not, and and it's very very hard. And most of the older generation were with tyra erlich people. That, you know, try to build their lives up and to support yeshivas and to, and then they get these spoiled they get these spoiled little kids coming to the father's business and they destroy the business even if there is a business they destroy the business in a year. They don't want to do with their father. The father, the, the, these old, the old Jews, they, they got up at 4:30 in the morning. They learned. They went to the mikvah. They daven, Then they went to work and they worked like dogs all day. And then afterwards they went and Marvinate and they chanted and they of and mishnayis and they went to sleep. Finished. Now the kids don't want that. The kids don't want that. The new generation doesn't want that. want to work like a dog. No, they want to get themselves a couple of Puerto Ricans and they want to go and they want to spend. The, they want to go to Florida. Go to Florida and have a good time by everybody now the everybody have a good time they're not like their fathers their fathers go to Florida when they're 80 years old and, they, and they, for the first time in their lives they get a little bit of air on the boardwalk and they're walking around with their numbers on their arms those are the fathers and, the, and, the, and, and, and that's not the children that's not the children to get up at 4.35 o'clock in the morning to and that's when they got up that's how they lived not when you're walking around in these neighbors, they should all be healthy and well. And you see guys walking around 11 o'clock with the, rubbing their eyes with the, with the towels big. They don't know where they're heading. They find some shul they hear, maybe someplace that it's not the brachas. It should be up to so I could finish davening in 15 minutes and go where and do what with no direction. Maimishva blundered, lost, lost people. It's 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 a it's a scary thing. It's a scary matzav that we're in. It's are custom So it comes <coughs> to produce helechiyim. It's a big chachma. That's on Yudalah just to read The commentary in Udalah. Mazgala The root of the Nefesha Bahamas, that exalted root of the Nefeshah Bahamas, is revealed only when the person is Mahapach al Kedusha only when the person is able to, to, to bring it into holiness, into Kedusha to transform the darkness into light. Because then you have the light that comes out from the darkness. The light which is in the nefesh of Bahamas that hidden light that comes from the highest place. Which I'm sorry, we didn't get to today. this is I I'm sorry. But, but they found, they fell down below nasat that like it says in the Pesukim that they were kings but they died and dying as we learned last week means to go down Madrid is down and is by, that by by struggling and working hard in the world of the Ma'amravim nasat you could bring the dead back to life. the light of the root of the nefesh bahamis. Is what Nofal the Nefesh Bahamas says in this world is darkness. <laughs> Nofal matamata um, fell way down below. <laughs> that's the meaning of a <laughs> yimloch <the meaning> <laughs> that in the mind, with the Nefesh Bahamas he's kofy, <laughs> he represses, he fights the ra. <laughs> he's able to transform the Nefesh Bahamas to, to 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 bring it back to its original status of type of good. We'll see what that means. Shuv Megala Sharush Nevesha Bahamas, he reveals the Nefesh of Bahamas, the root of the Nefesha Bahamas. Manikris, and that is called Thiyasa Mason, the resurrection of the dead. Shetmura Saininva, Yumafayamas, Bahasharus the Gilui. Now he's able to bring the from Misa, from death he's able to bring back to life to the of what the to the showus of what the Nefesha Bahamas really, really is. Okay, so next week in Mishnah we're going to begin with foot, footnote thirty two. And to talk about the union uh, of uh serious sure I can.